0: Our Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news. Sometimes we make you laugh. But most times, we go deep. And today, we're here to talk about the second season premiere of the Walking Dead: World Beyond. Yay! I said that thing right. Sort of. I think <laughs> it's nice to be back. The only season that we've covered from start to finish so far. So far, you know, unless we get canceled. Canceled. Let's let's we we get thrown off of our podcast host and YouTube. Which, by the way, it seems like we're getting thrown off YouTube more and more each day. We yeah, we had trouble. Like us. <laughs> yeah, for the last couple of weeks, we've been trying to schedule our premieres. And uh, what happens when we do that is we schedule the streams, click start. We the data reaches YouTube, but it does not broadcast on YouTube servers. We're going to be trying again this week. We're going to be releasing this episode, obviously the one you're seeing right now, as well as a couple of others you may have already seen. Our uh, coverage of The Walking Dead. Uh, episode 1107, as well as our Mo Collins interview. And if you haven't, head over there right now and bookmark that shit so you can watch it just after this. Hopefully we had a smooth time trying to stream that. Yay. Oh, hey, and speaking of Jasmine, who is in the chat right now, which you could be also if you head over to ko-fi.com slash GawkingDead and just follow us. Jasmine just joined our survivors here as we're recording on Sunday, October 3rd, actually an hour Ooh. ago from now. Yeah, Yay. congratulations to us. But mostly Yay. Jasmine. <laughs> so thank you, Jasmine. It's nice. And we only have two spots left. Basically, what that this entitles Jasmine to do is to actually pop on the stream and be able to share her thoughts with us as we as we break down episodes. Yeah. And uh, Darren, aka Whispers UK, is also another Survivors Tier member. So yeah, hopefully we can get him on here at some point, too. Uh, Sharon D. did not like this episode one bit. Rachel's kind of like, you know... I Kind of didn't like it, Yeah, it's not plus, you know, it's not bad, it's not really great. Me, I was kind of like, yeah, I really like this episode. <laughs> I'm not saying it's like I'm over the moon and flipping out about it, but I, I did see some really cool things that they did in this episode. Now, I get it, at least from my point of view, it seems like, you know, if you're going to come back for your second and final season, you your expectations are a little higher, right? This is a season premiere. So I, think I think that's where I went
1: wrong. My expectations were very high. and and so yeah, I was yeah. let down.
0: It seems like they went for the soft route where mm-hmm. like they kind of like they kind of eased you into that second yeah. season and caught you up by way of many different methods. Um, but let's yeah. start with Sharon because she obviously has the more harsh of opinion <laughs> <laughs> against was, this
2: episode. <laughs> I was just underwhelmed. like uh, it didn't grab me. I was bored. like the first half was I, I didn't care what was going on in the first half. and I do not need. The mindfuckery stuff. This isn't Westworld. We don't really we okay. need that.
0: Let's yeah. let's drill down on what that is, though, because you're talking about like when Hope hits her head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then that made me question everything that was real through the rest of the episode. <laughs> like like whether RJ Grimes is real. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Ashley. it Ashley did make, Yeah. It did make more Sorry.
1: sense to me the second time I watched it. It was a little easier to understand, but still, like st- yeah. still, it was not clear. What was real and what wasn't, and I I don't like that. I don't like. Uh, you're saying at like least in that knowing.
0: section, or did you have the same experience as Charity? Okay, okay. In that section, because yeah. Charity's saying like she didn't, she questioned everything whether everything was yeah, real. Everything. I was like, holy shit,
1: is this real?
2: I mean, is that really what happened? No. Well, it, it just messed I, my head the rest of the episode.
1: To be fair, to be fair, Silas <laughs> was watching. It. Silas was watching with me on my second watch, and that the scene with Huck and Kublik talking, he even said, "Is this real?" <laughs> I'm like, I mm-hmm. think so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like he That's wasn't even saying. sure so well, mine was mine was uh, iris too when iris was out in the woods i'm like is this yeah is this really happening or is did this she really shit, kill dreaming, someone what in the world yeah it just ma- did it she it fall asleep right it just messed with my head the whole episode after that and i didn't
0: i didn't like that at all jasmine's even saying i don't mind it as a concept However, I didn't understand why it was happening. Was it the concussion or was it just entirely random? Yeah, I mean, I I think we could all agree. It was her head, yeah. I think it
1: was
2: the
0: concussion. And and which was confirmed. It was the, you know, who comes in. Yeah, oh, yeah, you have a concussion, bitch. You know, take care of your noggin. That's the the (laughs) hope of the future, right? So. We need your um, brain. (laughs) need <laughs> your brains. <laughs> Which, you know, you get to the end of the episode, you find that out. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, theory confirmed. Okay, that's fine. I get it. But, it. but you're saying that even after finding out that it was a concussion, it was just still like, uh, uh, I don't need it. Oh, yeah.
1: I wasn't 100% sure what was going on until I watched the, you know, inside the episode with Negretti, And then I'm like, okay, all right.
0: I love that guy too. Like, I mean, they're 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 yeah. the same people, like I Negretti mean, and, and Kang. It's yeah. the same. Like, but what if we did? You know, like, and we wanted to play with, and you know, that all that all that stuff.
1: Yeah, playing I, with stuff. Once once he you know explained it a little bit better, I, it made more sense. But I don't. I mean, should they have to explain it?
0: That's my philosophy too. Even if you will self-proclaim, one would self-proclaim. Yeah, I'm not the smartest tool in the sh- <laughs> in the toolbox. It should be even at least a modicum of accessible to to somebody like that that's why we're here everybody <laughs> that's what we do
1: we make sense uh, of it all for let's you. talk about
0: that scene a little bit more well so, not, well with with you with you not did, for you
1: <laughs> y- yeah, Hopefully. yeah 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 so did anybody else um feel like hope and that Walker were stumbling down the same set of stairs that Madison did in fear 101
0: oh that's interesting oh the one that wouldn't <laughs> go down in, uh-huh. in?
1: yeah the yeah. one she couldn't kill like
0: <laughs> Try As She Might. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so Jasmine said me. Yeah, oh, my first Oh, nice.
1: Thought. Nice. All right.
0: Yeah. Cool. I, I, I Every time they film in the school, I, my mind does kind of go back to that. But, you know, after mm. so many seasons, I kind of stopped, you know? They did the school last year in, in Walking Dead World be on oh. season one.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I feel like they alluded to this as well. What they're going to do in this series, though, is I think they're going to retread some of the themes from the last season and kind of replay them in a darker or through-the-looking-glass kind of way. And you do see a little bit of that in this episode. I think we
1: see
0: quite a bit of it. Yeah. Well, also, not only... We see in this episode bits that we can compare from last year. However, we can also see that even within the same episode, you do see some some like parallels between what Hope and Iris are doing throughout this episode as well. One of which is I think when I could be wrong, but in sometimes I get them mixed up. So in (laughs) Iris's dream in the beginning, it feels like I both Iris and Hope are in a school in their dreams or at least some sort of facilities management sort of thing. Hope is fighting a walker in real life and Iris is fighting one in a dream. Um, so they're both kind of like, and you know what dreams, They you, you pick things from like your experience and, and you replay them in your mind, right? Things that yeah. have actually happened. In that, they're both trying to unconsciously figure out what had happened in the past. And they both come to that conclusion of what actually ended up happening. Because your brains are all these, these like pattern recognizing machines. It's supposed to like f- further prove that, okay, it's not just hope that's the genius here. Like Iris is is the same too, and like if imagine them both together trying to singularly you know save the world, they'd be unstoppable. Like they're they're both their pattern recognizing machines next to each other, they can solve a lot of problems. Uh, in Iris's dream, did it seem like she was in a school? Because I was trying to pay attention to that. Did she? See, did it seem like she was in a school of some sort?
1: Personally, I didn't really get a feeling of where Iris was, other than mm-hmm. a hall, a hallway of a some hallway. kind. Yeah. More specific than that, I I couldn't tell you. I didn't get any indication from. I didn't see any signs. I didn't see placards on a door. I didn't see any of that. So I, I yeah. have no idea.
0: I thought I saw like lockers or something like that. Oh okay. Like stacked up stacked yeah. up desks, but I, again, I hmm. I had to pay attention to it again. I didn't have enough time to really do that.
1: Yeah, I didn't do a Seems pause like all of us watch. Didn't. I just watched it straight through. I didn't do a pause.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, you were talking about the
2: dark mirroring. I do want to point out that in one oh one. Hope was rebellious and sneaking out and breaking the rules, and Iris was towing the line. And now in this one, we have Hope, who ultimately decides to somewhat toe the line, at least outwardly. Mm -hmm. And Iris is the one who is rebelling and sneaking out and doing really
0: stupid (laughs) shit. Taking risks, if, yeah. Taking if that risk. really happened, okay. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty <laughs> it did. It
0: um, did. Yeah. It's, si- Silas, one up. Okay. It's, it's, no, but I, I wrote that seeing, in my notes too. We're already
2: seeing the dark mirror between those two. Yeah, and yeah. last, I will say, last season we were all thinking that. Hope was going to be the rebellious one and just take everything down. And, and Iris, you know, we, we saw the yin and yang between them, but I don't think that we theorized that they were going to switch places
0: so thoroughly. Right. We did see reflections of, okay, example of like, right from the beginning, Hope is the one to leave the can of peaches for Felix to find, which is an odd thing for her to do. We see that the more they go out into the world, you realize, oh, they're kind of the opposites of one another. Yeah, Hope still has a foul mouth, but, but Iris, you know... Uh, Iris be irising? No, but Iris is, is, <laughs> is the one who is, starts and breaks taking more risks and starts, to, you know, be, be, and all in the name of her family or all the name of trying to save people, you know, which I see a little bit of yeah. Rick in there, <laughs> a little bit of Carl. Also,
1: we started last season out with, it was Nico's birthday, right or uh, Felix's birthday, right? And now That's it's right. Yeah. Hope's birthday.
0: Yeah. I, I read that in my notes as well.
1: Why did I think Hope and Iris were born the same day?
0: Because they keep calling themselves the twins.
1: Okay. I thought they were born the same day, so apparently not.
0: I, I, I guess their biological birth is, is different. You know, they, they came from the same place, so they were adopted at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, mean, I mean... It like, had to
1: I, have been days or like we a week within a, within each other of being born. Like Iris' they has gotta be coming up soon, yeah.
0: What's interesting about like even bringing this up is, is it does take us to time and timelines. One of the first things I loved about the way this opened and the way this episode actually played out is that, and you could feel differently, but I felt like we had a good grasp on how time elapsed throughout this episode, what was going on when, mm. and a good grasp on what happened last season like they basically gave us uh oh here is the time span of last season a month and a half six weeks this is so so you're not confused we're not like the other shows where you're like maybe they're in the fourth year maybe they're in the fifth year you know we, we are it's like the,
2: six weeks in
0: yeah or or 12 years and four months in right It's <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah so so I feel like Negretti is us. Negretti is like literally us like oh we're not gonna we're not gonna play games with t- where I am a completionist I am a I'm gonna give you the details I'm not gonna beat you over the head with it you know what I mean like but you're gonna know what's happening and when you know yeah so I like that but like it's one thing to know the time span of, of how things went down last season but it's another thing within the same episode to go like oh okay they are retreading the course of the last three days Seventy two hours right when huck kublik were picked up to when iris and will and felix were picked up and then like it goes through like three days and something like that to where we end up back in the beginning where iris is in that shed within will's place mm-hmm. you know wishing felix hey sleep well like no, only if you sleep well so we're, <laughs> we're kind of retreading that the last few days of them and I, I like i like the way they did that unless yeah yeah you're counting you're doing i'm the trying
1: math. i'm trying to I know I'm trying to figure it all, all out because the 72 hours came about from Omaha's fall to Campus Colony was supposed to be 72 hours because right right homeboys like oh well they'll be there they'll be reach Campus Colony in 72 hours so we assumed that was three days later
0: so maybe I accidentally figured out how long because I don't think they spelled it out but how long the how long it took from the from the time Iris wishes Felix goodnight to like them going back in time and then like retreading all the right. things that happened from hope's point of view
1: while Iris and Felix are having their moment this is happening with hope and Hawk hope and Elizabeth. Right.
0: right exactly yeah yeah
1: I don't, could it have all been like the same night even because when they land when the helicopter lands it's dusk or is it dark out
0: when the helicopter lands on the building in Albany Yeah. So so everybody knows Albany is the capital of New York state. A lot of the administration stuff sort of happens, which also makes sense because Malik is probably deployed near Middletown, which is where we saw things started to happen in the hospital in Middletown, Garnett Mm -hmm. Medical Center. We're retreading over season one. Mm -hmm. So like having those two in the same geographical location is kind of cool. So she was a attaché for the UK Ministry of Defense. When Huck is picked up, They're not that far away already. They're in New York State. It seems to be the end of the day. And by the time they reach the building, it's already dusk. And so Hope is traveling through the night. And then it seems like by the end of her dreamscape walkabout that she's on, (laughs) the morning starts to come. And the doctor must have checked her out and she must have gotten rest because it's been all night, etc. And by the time we hear from her, it's already midnight of the next day, right? Are we in agreement on on the time on time elapse here
1: what makes you say that the, a doctor checked hope out
0: oh because huck says oh doc says you had a concussion oh
1: this is after okay, okay after this,
0: all the stuff yeah this is
1: when they're in the fenced in area yeah
0: exactly okay, yeah the fenced in okay. kids in cages hmm. Whatever. Yeah, sorry, sorry. good question good
1: question yeah, so it feels I'm like
0: sh- there's at least a day I think that's I, elapsed
1: i think when i was watching it i assumed that was still the same night
0: well, I only say that because you see daybreak. So, this is and this is what sort of confused me a little until I realized okay, after she realizes yeah. that Cand- Candace Froder is not a real person, right? We're we're in agreement yes, that that was yes. a hallucination? Okay, fine. Yeah. Sharon, he's like, fucking hate this hallucination. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a significant amount of seconds paid to when she stares out the window. Like, you're not realizing at the time. And I had to go back and unpause and re- do, rewatch like three times. Like, why is she staring at the, the stacked upside down table looking out at the sky? And I realize the color is changing. I realize Dawn is breaking. So... I'm and look the, I don't think there's a real big significance to that but I it does signify that she oh. was out all night trying Helps to survive on her own. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And then she she got out, she went to, okay, pick me up. And then she goes with the CRM, Kublik. She plays the death card, (laughs) like in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and um, goes with Kublik. And apparently, so there's a stretch of time where she was with a doctor and determined she had a concussion. And then by the time Huck and her have that conversation, hey, it's midnight. And she hasn't seen her father yet. Now Okay. Which, the so, reason why it allows you to bring you back to the beginning of the episode is because of Iris' conversation with Felix saying it's officially Hope's birthday. Well, she so you, says you,
1: tomorrow, right? Doesn't Iris yeah, say it's her it's, birthday tomorrow? Yeah, she so, says it's her birthday tomorrow. So Iris and Felix, we see them during the day that we don't see Hope and Huck. That's during the, the missing hours that we don't see Hope and Huck. Because we, oh, do, so hear, you think, we oh, do hear Iris say her birthday's tomorrow. And if we're seeing Hope and Huck, let's say- But it's do you think
0: it's past midnight yet? That That's why I think that, because I don't think it was quite, I don't think it was midnight just yet, so just past midnight would be the next day.
1: So you're saying like Iris and Felix are having this conversation at say like eight or nine <laughs> o'clock before, her, before midnight, is that-
0: Yes, some hours before midnight, right, exactly. Which is why uh, it brings us neatly back to the beginning of the episode, where like, yeah. oh, this is what happened throughout. I guess two days. Yeah. You know, so it's like forty-eight hours, not seventy-two, or I don't know, maybe. That could well, be. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That, yeah, that could absolutely be. Right. Fuck, I'm gonna sit here and think about it for <laughs> fucking hours now. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, I, I think we're okay. I think, <laughs> I think we've, Mine I, think we've, I yeah. think we've got it. I think we've got Ugh. it. I think we've
1: timelines so, oh, they make me so mad but this one make, this this one we can p- nail down though that's why i'm yeah. so like like we can that, do this
3: that, that that's, <laughs> now I that's have why to.
0: that's why i appreciated it so much cuz like okay it's it's the evening when they get picked up by the helicopter she spends overnight she she is is with a doctor throughout the day and then come midnight we're back where we so it's been like sorry not 48 hours it's been like you know 36 Something mm-hmm. like that. Some of the effect. You know, so, sometime between 36 hours, let's say. Maybe right around the time. Hug is wishing Hope a happy birthday is probably about the time when Iris kills that human, the CRM human. The celebration of one life, but the ending of another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but they both come to the realization that by the end of this episode, that yeah, it is the CRM that's responsible for their home being destroyed. Speaking about that, I just want to just put that all that aside for a second. I think we needed to see Felix sobbing uncontrollably in Will's arms like about the loss of yeah. the only real home he's felt like he's ever known. Well, yeah. I think that's important for his character too, cuz we we all love these characters for different reasons too. And then knowing that he has a home with Will is also kind of nice. Like that, he can trust him enough to be that way with him. Because that's one of the things that Felix almost didn't do in one of his flashbacks in season one. I like we're getting to know you. Exactly
1: right, that. I am. I am digging Perimeter too. I mean, shit, sign me up. Yeah. I want to go live at Perimeter. That looks like a cool uh, ass place.
0: Uh, I was gonna say it's real. It's n- it's not real, but upstate New York is is a lot like the Hudson Valley. Is yeah. a lot like that. That what that sculpture is? It's n- I don't think it's real. But there are these big sculpture gardens in upstate New York. You yeah. checked also, right?
1: None, none of that was real that, that they said. The person we were doesn't to... even exist.
0: <laughs> so Evelyn and I actually spent a little bit of time trying to figure out whether we wanted to move up to Beacon, Beacon, New York, which is right across the river from Newburgh, New York. Because she wanted to teach in a rough neighborhood. Newburgh is pretty rough. Uh, it used mm-hmm. to be like the broadca- one of the broadcast capitals in New York, actually. And right. it still has an international airport. And then it just the whole town kind of went to pop. But it's making a revival now bottom line is like we were out there for like a little while to kind of feel it out. We spent, we did an Airbnb out there, but one of the things that we wanted to do while we were out there, but we didn't quite make time for is the sculpture gardens that are up in upstate New York and they are brilliant. Like it's like, if you ever go to upstate New York or if you go to New York in general and want to take a break from the city, head up there, take a day trip or some of some kind and, and head out to these sculpture gardens. They're, they're just wonderful. And so when they did that, I thought that's kind of cool. You're bringing in that New York, like you're really bringing in that New York flavor. Like yeah. the, oh, it's not just about the city. There's so much. to uh, – New York State has so much to offer, and that's one of. So when they passed by the sculpture, I was like, "That's a cool thing to tie into the show, even though it wasn't real, right. <laughs> not a real sculpture."
1: Right. That that wasn't real, but it sounds like the idea of that of it is real. Yeah. Things like that exist in New York. That is really right. cool. That is really and, cool. I didn't and these know artist that.
0: communities are definitely real, you know. And so mm-hmm. to see their their little Ugh. artistic houses and yeah. stuff like that. I know oh, where have, I need to move. I mean, we have
2: those. Dennis and I just went oh yeah through, that's right when we went down to South Carolina we we passed it was a art art community an artistic community but it was all tiny houses but oh and yeah they yeah. had like they had like a um an artisan coffee shop and then they had like a painting and then they had sculpture and it was just this little they had little walls around it and I mean it was really cute up in the mountain up on the side of the mountain you know it was really cute mm-hmm. we have pottery. Because is mm. really big in North Carolina, mm. and there are lots of little pottery enclaves
0: like that. My wife's best friend, who lives down there too, in uh kind of like Raleigh-Durham mm. uh, area, and she she's in touch with that stuff. She's she's actually a, a flower farmer, so you know a little hippie there too. But like you know, enterprising. She knows her stuff. But yeah, but the bottom line is that those communities do exist, and it's kind of cool. And I would love to show you guys that w- one day. I kind of want. I've always kind of wanted, like, flirted around with kind of wanting to live there, and. And it's yeah, look, it's not over. Like I might end up doing it, but you know, <laughs> I, I think it's just kind of cool that we have that. Cause I, I for, for those of you who don't know, I'm, I was kind of like a singer songwriter pursuing singer songwriting. And some of my friends would perform up there and I would go up and then see them perform and like look around the area. And it's it's just really, really beautiful. So I love that they incorporated that into the show. But going back to the actual sculpture, which may have been just built for the show, I'm, I'm thinking. And the reason why I'm thinking is because of the way it looks. It's like these three sort of triangle-y shapes with circles in the middle. And, you know, of course, the logo of the show, the CRM logo, the alliance of the three, is the three interlocking circles. So that's kind of a cute little thing to do for the show, including the title of the actual work is vérité, which means truth in French, Mm -hmm. which again, they're working out the truth naturally in the background in their minds. And I love, and when she sees this, it's just another piece, another pattern recognized in the puzzle of her trying to figure out who was responsible for all this.
2: The title of the episode, it means consequences. Consequence. Yeah. It means yeah, consequences. Yeah. So you have truth and consequences.
0: There you go. Good night, folks. <laughs> See, like, it's, it's all we need. Uh, yeah. I feel like the consequences came first. When you go chronologically, like, okay, here are the consequences, and then we figure out the truth later.
1: I'm sure there will be consequences to finding out the truth
0: <laughs> as it so happens will finds that out will and romano having pushed the crm to be like hey we can't contact our security detail in omaha and whatever having pushed the truth too much it created consequences for them and we had just met romano right like it's like, <laughs> yeah he looked about my age he had gray hair <laughs> you know a little sassy <laughs> a little little sexy at the time i don't know he's kind of <laughs> cute and uh you know we lost him too quickly rip romano anyway so yeah, it seems like that, yeah, that had consequences. And I feel like that affects Will's decision-making skills henceforth because when Felix and Iris are going, hey, let's uh, let's kick some ass and knock some doors down, Will is kind of like, you know, this is what happens if you push too hard. It reminded me a lot about the satellite station on The Walking Dead. It's like when you really, really underestimate your enemy, you could be walking into forces of which you truly, truly don't understand the magnitude. But that's really the question. Do you think Will here in this instance is right? Or should there be a bit of a mixture of Will and, you know, I really don't know who's right in this scenario. Because I'm looking at both ideas of like Will saying we we got to play the long game is what he says because I kicked the hornet's nest and this is what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. You know I could have gotten all of you killed just by my actions alone. But then you know I don't blame Felix and, and Iris. But at the same time, like I don't know who's who to follow well, in I this. I think scenario. they
2: need to kind of sit back a minute and look at the big picture before they just do what iris did which is blindly rush in and make things a lot worse than right. than they're already already are so i think will is right in the sense that they need to kind of think about what they're going to do not just oh let's just go do this now let's go take on the crm let's go take on the crm let's us three little people
1: I think Will has the most and best insight of CRM right now. So he has the most information. I think we should be listening to him.
0: The only thing I have to say in response, this is why I don't know, is, and I have to push it because like, there's a part of me that goes, but wait, this takes me back to Hope's dream sequence where she's looking at Candace Froder and like the, the plaque that's on the wall is like future leaders of tomorrow kind of thing. You know, this was the best and brightest of this school. And meanwhile, Hope is out here on her own. The first question I have to ask is, could Hope have made it out there on her own? Really? No. You don't think so? No. No. Okay.
1: <laughs> no. Okay. She'd have been dead in 24 hours. <laughs> so it's not enough to
0: be smart, right? It's not enough to be super smart. To survive out there.
1: No. She could do the best she could, avoiding everything. But the second she runs into a small herd, she's done.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. She's
1: done. Well, not only that, but
2: if she were to run into other humans... hmm that too. Her experience has almost only been with her circle in Campus Colony. And Percy so and... she would have... Well, but even then, that's two people that turned out okay. You know right, know what I mean? right, right. This is a and big critique never from really last year. never mm. really dealt with the, the insan- insanity... But not the stuff we've been seeing
0: people. on... Right, the, the Walking Dead currently in season 11, which right. is what we, we should be seeing essentially, right? Isn't it odd that she kind of figures out early on that's what they must look like? That's what people that are left over must look like? Sight unseen, in her br- mind, even the best and brightest turn out feral almost, right? Well, what she imagines when, Candace to be.
1: When left alone, this is what yeah. happens to people who are alone.
0: But it's the fact that she doesn't really know it, and yet she knows it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I find that fascinating that she has well, that sort of insight into what humans might devolve into, hmm. like right? Because right? this is in her head. Right. Hmm. So. Well,
2: like Iris dreamed that she was a walker. So this is hope um, foreseeing what she, the best and the brightest, would become if she stayed out there on her own. Yeah. I, and so I, Maybe I, she wouldn't have died. Maybe it's not so much that she would have been killed or died. She would have become what Candace Froder became. In her head. And
0: and who is Hope, if not somewhat similar to the best and the brightest, which is what she's referred to or something. I don't know. By whom? By Kublik or something? I don't know. I have no idea. But I asked the question because that's kind of what I was leading to. Like, okay, even on your own, even if you know what you're doing without other people, this is what you end up becoming. And that's the best case scenario: is you become this not feral but like crazy person, you know, smart but crazy person, and smart smart in the sense that that's all there is. If if that's what ends up happening, if you don't have people to fight for, and this is what this is why I like this parallel between Indira from this uh, from the perimeter colony and Kublik when they both sort of ask, you know, what do you want out of life as it stands currently. And I, I like that they both ask the question of, you know, oh, yeah, what do you want? And then Iris is Hope, you know, not knowing that that's her sister's name, right. obviously. Oh, but that was funny. When Hope tells Kublik that there's got to be more than just this, mm-hmm. do, do you believe her? Is it, do you think that's, that's exactly what she wants? Like what she would say to Indira if she had asked?
1: Ooh, now that's that second part. That's a different question to answer. <laughs> I think she does. Believe that there's got to be more out there because she's seen it at Campus Colony. They did live differently and better. There is that it more. is possible. Yeah, and maybe she's assuming or hoping that it's going to be the same when she gets to the secret base.
0: What we- Similar to what Campus Colony yeah. is, you're saying. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like the CRM main base. I don't, they, they don't really have a name for it. The mm. research, wherever, wherever all the or things like, are happening. quote unquote, <laughs> the Civic
0: Republic, yeah, I guess. Yeah,
1: I guess. Yeah, it would be that. Now Although
0: the name would kind of imply that Republic means, oh, it's little settlements everywhere, equaling mm. 200,000. Who knows? I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, they were, right? Omaha, Portland, Campus College. Of course, now they're taking them all out. But what would hope say to Indira? I don't know. I don't
0: know. Well, especially if they were all together, right?
1: She'd be cheesy. I live for my sister.
0: I I live for alcohol.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I've lived to distill
0: alcohol. (laughs) One might argue that it is probably a good thing that Hope is with the CRM in some senses, because had she gone with the rest of them or had she somehow slipped away and Huck dies, let's just say, (laughs) whatever, CRM might have gone after them. That's true. But, like, at the same time, you know, we don't have this interesting narrative where, like, had Hope not been captured, she might not have considered that she could help bring about something more for the world rather than just her group. First of all, creating the conflict, but also, like, possibly saving the world, let's say. And one might drag the other in one direction. Like, so Hope might drag iris into this direction or iris might drag hope back to just the small kind of like the daryl equation the small it's funny that she has a crossbow because she's in some ways advocating for the the you know just i I care about hope i care about felix and, and will that's pretty much it maybe my father whatever but that's all i care about you know meanwhile hope might is might have bigger aspirations So that's where they kind of part ways so i kind i like that that's a little interesting like is thinking globally better or thinking locally better these are things Mm. that really really fascinate me like okay what is the better solution here and are we gonna fight about it you know and i think we will
1: i could be wrong I'm i'm gonna shoot from the hip but i think if you concentrate on your local issues and nail all that down and get that sorted then then you can think globally and apply what you did there on a much larger scale.
0: And then, so that makes me think a little bit, because, which, well, you know, everything makes me think a little bit. What <laughs> <laughs> It goes back to what the CRM or the CR is doing with these smaller settlements, a.k.a. Campus Colony, which was 9,000 to almost 10,000 mm-hmm. strong. Mm-hmm. And then Omaha, which was ninety seven seven thousand
1: yeah which is
0: effectively a hundred thousand the c r. is obviously saying, "Hey, no, no <laughs> think globally, don't think locally, right they they're saying we are the light of the world, you know."
1: Well, we don't know why they're doing this yet. I, I like
0: that Negretti is openly saying, yeah, you're going right. to find out like why is, they did this, this specifically.
1: Is, right. This is going to be the mystery for for the entirety of, of this season. Why are they doing this? I can't think of any good reason. I mean, can you guys?
0: <laughs> even with the, the the breadcrumbs that they've dropped all through season one, even with Negretti saying this in the after the episode exclusive, I love that we don't really know. To
2: take their shit. Yeah. <laughs> like food, the saviors. Their supplies, their, com- yeah. their computers, their research.
1: The only thing that I can think of that makes sense is to, kind of like you're saying, to uh, maintain control over the population. They're trying to control... Where it's heading. Yeah. They're trying to control how big the population grows globally. Who gets the globally. cure. Yeah. Globally. You know, who gets these perks of being alive? But even that I feel like is a stretch. Come on, it's got to be better than that.
0: <laughs> well, we get we get a bit of a hint in this episode alone when Kubrick says, "It's got to be all of us, all of us at once working in unison." And I get this feeling that like you need to be that cult that just is just glue. So it's smart with K- Kubrick does throwing hope into the wind and saying, "You have to understand this fact." That it has to be all of us working at once. Because she illustrates exactly what I said in the last season. If the CR finds out that there is a campus colony out there that did all this without having to be as cult-like cohesive, CR would come tumbling down. And so Kublik says out loud, it just takes one incredibly intelligent person working against us. It it wouldn't even take that much. But like one intelligent genius among us that doesn't believe in that. So we could be talking about Lila, we could, but could be talking about Leo even. But they're working on Leo, <laughs> <It's in there. laughs> but now they need to really, really work on Hope because Hope is obviously very, very smart. And Leo even mentions probably smarter than me. Yeah, I guess he thinks Hope, but then really Hope knows that it's Hope and Iris. Really, it's both of them together. But Which that aside, I, I think but we, she's right though, isn't she?
1: Yeah, and we did, we had said that Leo's not even aware that the two girls work together, right? So he, yeah, because yeah. otherwise he would have tried to get both of them there, right?
0: Right. Or, well, they would have, because the way he talks about it, it's Hope.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
0: so this is why they brought her in, right? Yeah. So that, but that aside, you can't blame Kublai. And we're going to be playing with this a lot. We're going to be mm-hmm. playing with the fact that, is Kublai right? We're going to play this game every single damn episode, is Kubik right? Because she is not wrong about Hope needing to get it at least from their perspective hope yeah. needing to understand you got to be on board it's got to be your choice because if you're you're coming in here with bad intentions and she is <laughs> maybe we'll see you could be the one that just reverses all the hard work we've done until now and it comes back to the things we've said so far in the walking dead season 11 coverage which is forbidden knowledge we talk about in in the comic books when it comes to the commonwealth dwight threatening to say the truth about the structure of the commonwealth and how pamela milton doesn't know what she's doing and threatening to tell everybody about it and then rick in the comic book obviously kills her but we don't know how that's going to go down we don't know who plays the Dwight role. we don't know who plays the rick roll rick roll <laughs> haha but um <laughs> but at the same time we're going to be playing the game is okay the crm may be bad but if they've put themselves in the position of being the the only hope for humanity well then what do we do As bad as they are, do we tell the CR and have the whole thing crumble? They have the same problem. They literally have the same problem. Do we tell the truth and have humanity crumble? Or do we keep the secret and do whatever we can in the shadows to uphold? I know. I know.
1: Sounding a lot like Ginny, too. People it's a, feel it's a, safe.
0: It's annoying though, right? Because at the same time, it's like part of you wants to just flip the table and go well, fuck yeah. you,
1: right? I'm I'm the person that always wants the truth. I want I don't want anything sugar coated. I want to know the good, the bad, the ugly. Tell me everything. So yeah, when right. I things like this, it is irritating when you feel. Safe, but don't know right. the truth. Ugh. Yeah,
0: right. And if you don't know, you don't know. That's fine. But like, if you do know, and you're like, "Oh, these people are being manipulated," and she says, "We're sorry, we manipulated you," but mm-hmm. at the same time, you're like, "Well, if, if we if this does get out, you yeah. know, and you know how whispers kind of escape the mouths of people and, and bleach sure. ears, you know, and so sure, well, loose lips sink ships, right? That's the whole thing, right? And Will ke- even kind of alludes that Will and Huck, oddly enough, which is kind of cool that there's a little bit of a interplay here and, and i'll get to huck in a second because it's that's a very interesting conversation but loose lips sink ships and and if it means that your words your truth the truth is the downfall of the two hundred thousand strong of humanity well then it was it worth it oh, look i'm a cameo we don't like being backed into a corner we we go we go feral we just scratch eyes out and everything we don't like it but part of us is kind of like well i'll be good daddy i'll i'll be good dad I don't know. I like this. I like when we're put in an uncomfortable position where we kind of have to be like, okay, all, all right, all <laughs> right, I guess I'll shut the fuck up.
1: I'll sit quietly for a very short period of time and then I'll get very loud and vocal and go, all right, what the hell now? What What's going on? It's been too and, long. I'm- Fill me in.
0: And then Huck just murders you. Just in the middle of the night. And everybody you know. But but Huck is a very interesting character to talk about next because she proposes that if Kublik finds out that she, first of all, sent Iris and Felix up north to this colony with whom she knows the perimeter, they have a deal with the CRM, whom we said in last season are the very same people that she must have saved in Middletown— could you be. know, Middletown, Could, New York, yeah. right? Yep. In, in in air flashback, let's say, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Let's move mm-hmm. on. We're we're awesome. Pat on the back. Anyway, so, so but it, like, if Kublik finds out about this, not only does that put Huck in a, an uncomfortable position, but it puts Hope, it puts Leo even in an uncomfortable position, aka dead position, as on a slab in a mortuary. I want to ask though, is she right? Because I don't think so. Is Hope revealing the truth about her stashing away Felix and Iris upstate something that would threaten everybody? Or would it, as Hope says, just threaten Huck's position or Huck's life?
2: I think it I, would definitely threaten Iris and Felix's
1: life. Yeah. Okay. A, they don't and,
2: cool. they're offering them a place to live, but they don't
3: want Amnesty, them. right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Right, and, right. And everyone at Perimeter's lives. Like, like yes. they, they would be I mean, they're basically harboring fugitives right now. Now, Kublik knows about Perimeter, right? Clearly, the right. CRM is aware mm. of this place. So,
0: And Iris just put all of them in danger right now, because yeah, now they're exactly. going to investigate.
1: Right? Yeah. Walkers don't shoot. Arrows, so that's yeah, big mystery there. Um, don't they? This isn't season one he, anymore. In season one, walkers
0: <laughs> throw rocks. At, <laughs> throw yeah. But what does it endanger Leo and even Hope?
1: I'm not so sure about Leo. I mean, he really has no idea unless someone tells him about this community where his daughter is at, and he tries to go find her. But if he's kept in the dark, I, I don't see how he would be in any danger as long as he doesn't find anything out ignorance is bliss
0: (laughs) right the only thing i want to drill down on is like i don't think hope knows about the or who knows if she she gives a damn about the perimeter colony but she doesn't know that the perimeter colony would be in trouble well i guess she would know she does know she doesn't know the name of the group so i guess that's what huck is outlining right Uh, outlining right is that you're getting you're gonna get all these people killed too for harboring felix and iris well in the place that i told them to go
1: Huck should have also just kept all that shit to herself because now she is making Hope an accomplice by giving her all of this information. Hope didn't know any of this before. It would have been safer for Hope not to know. Now Huck just gave her all this information. Now, oh, if, they, th- now if they say, where's your sister? She knows. She doesn't have plausible deniability anymore.
0: Indira even says when Felix and, and Iris come in, well, you know, I'm going to tell my the council to not question you until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought for a second that I, that, um... Kubrick was, that Huck was like, oh, I'm going to tell him the question you hope tomorrow. And it's like, I thought maybe they were doing the same thing. And like, Right? Right? Yeah. But man, it could be, who knows? But like, I think Huck is trying to head Kubrick off at the past and saying, listen, Kublik might ask you about what happened to Felix. And even with the idea that they may get amnesty, if they know that we let them go, and told them where to go, then you would be putting my life in danger also, but also their lives too because Huck basically says this out loud it would be one thing if they found out on their own where they were, which is fine mm-hmm. but if I was responsible for it, well, then you circumvented us you you went against orders for me to which right. it says in the code book I was supposed to kill them therefore expendable
1: mm-hmm. you know so is is Huck asking hope to tell? Kublik that she did kill Iris and Felix if if or, question, or no if just, questioned
0: just not tell them anything like the, that we didn't encounter them or anything yeah. like that it was well, just me also, and her it was just me well and her. they
1: know they were together at some point right it's also
2: she doesn't want them yeah. to she doesn't don't want hope them? to tell them that they decoded their oh right definitely as well. definitely yeah, yeah. 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 She, definitely that's what she's say that. saying she's like I mean don't tell them
0: that it, I mean I. I think that got, that's what got me to a- ask the question because Hope would be okay if she told them all of this stuff, including the code breaking. Even if you know what's what, okay, you know you know the, our dirtiest secrets. Uh, we, we we manipulated you and killed your friends, but this is your only way out. That know? would, But
2: they don't know that Iris is also a genius, so they would be very disturbed if they found out that Iris was decoding their stuff.
0: And how mm-hmm. would they even... Well, I guess they would search the place and find the code books and whatever. That yeah. would also
2: be why... Leo would be in, in trouble because he didn't tell them that Iris was also a freaking genius. You know but what they would I'm never, saying? Like I don't they, think they would ever but, find
0: out, though, that what, just because.
2: What I'm saying is, is like, they, they got Hope because Leo was talking about how smart she was and she was this genius. And then they find out that Leo didn't say anything about Iris when Iris is just as big of a genius as Hope is. So I think they would see that as him, not being truthful and
0: honest, and that would put him in danger. In spite of the fact that he doesn't even really know that they're both genius. But, like, how would they know that Ho- that Iris was also, like, a genius, though? How would they have found? Oh, because, because, because she's of the, the if books they decoded they find the
1: books. If they find the decoded books, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that, now that's interesting because it, de- it depends on how it would go down first. They find Iris, they find the books, and don't kill Iris right away. Well, then they find out she's a genius or they could have gotten the wrong person, the, r- the wrong Bennett. Oh, it was Iris all along, it was Agatha all along. Which I don't think would put hope in danger, still necessarily. How would she know? Oh, I don't know. But like, I-, I think they would just bring Iris aboard, kill Felix, <laughs> then I don't know. It does go back to the Occam's razor argument of like who CRM is. Is like, if you already know about us, you're dead. You're dead, 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 dead. So, a- and Huck says this clearly. She says, we've killed people for less, much less.
2: They just wiped out one hundred and ten thousand people for threatening very, to be not right. a very
0: obvious reason. So right. yeah, right. For what we can tell, the the idea of them is a threat to them, the the, the fact that they could outpace them at some point, long game, as Will said. We don't definitively know whose decision it was and why.
1: So Jasmine uh, wants to know what's going on with the CRM soldier with the Whisperer mask. So what that was was Iris's dream. She was having a dream that she was fighting with a walker, and uh, then the walker grabbed her arm, so she's like, oh, this isn't real. And tore the face off and what was underneath was a crm soldier
0: so this was her trying to work things out
1: right so basically what they're saying is um iris is now a psychic and her dreams predict the future and tell her everything she needs to know
2: well that <laughs> well, should say something about walker iris at the N 101
0: then yeah uh-oh
1: still waiting for that
0: I regarded it as like her trying to figure things out because this is what happens a lot of people think that psychics are you know they have supernatural powers like I know that I love that you you use the word psychics though but like psychics have supernatural powers and stuff like that but like sometimes there are some people some people who see predictive patterns Like, like they they tend to see what tends to happen they see all the evidence in front of them and they can predict what can happen. That's not like some sort of supernatural power. That's a gift. Usually, you know, it's
1: come. It's usually in in a little bit older people who have life experience to. Create these patterns that they can see over. You know what true. I mean? Like
0: very true. You know, very yeah. True. It
1: usually comes with like experience. I I think Iris but is I think still a, just a little baby.
0: I think a <laughs> combination of like like having like a let's say a photographic memory or something. Let's just okay. yeah. Say that out there, right? And so, yeah. but if you have the intelligence to
1: to recognize what you're looking at,
0: right? Because a lot of people who have photographic memories can describe exactly what they're seeing. However, they don't really know what it means, or like you know, they don't have the experience. So I just know that this is red, or I, mm-hmm. I you know I've seen this before, but we've seen them as kids trying to build computers, you know, so it's like, you know, have that to have that pattern recognition, plus the ability to put it into use makes them formidable as even child prodigies, let's just say, and like, what is not a child prodigy in the apocalypse if not wasted talent? When you're too busy trying to survive, you know, do you have the time to innovate? I don't know. And especially if you're, you're in a safe community where you don't get the chance to have the pressures to innovate, because, right, necessity is a mother invention, right? Mm-hmm. When you when you need to, you will. Look at <laughs> what we were saying at the BOG when Hope was taking apart a siren. We were just kind of like, I guess that's a thing she could do. But no, we didn't know. We assumed this is really how smart she is. When pushed, she can figure this shit out. And so I think that's what CRM is really trying to exploit. They don't know it's in, in Iris, but they know it's definitely in Hope.
1: I think I missed some stuff, even though I watched it two times. Iris is talking to Felix about, and I think she also says it with Will too, maybe when all three of them are talking, she talks about how they covered up Campus Colony. Why would they cover cover it up? I'm confused where the cover-up is. What's the cover-up?
2: That they said it was Walkers that did it, not. But, they're, well, they're saying the empties just ran through it. Right. Instead of, you know, whatever, because they're not going to come out and say they fucking destroyed it.
1: Right. But that's according to what they're hearing. That's the truth. So why should she think otherwise? Where's what are they actually covering up? Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Iris and Will do go back and forth a little bit and and Will is saying yeah. well what what else am i supposed to think
1: the the empties just ran through i mean when, right. when you've they when they've got heard they, they, that big
0: they could right and will is kind of like what else am i supposed to think will is not implicitly saying that you know he doesn't that the crm believe is them. is but they but they do believe they're covering up what exactly happened they don't really know
3: Okay. hope is the one who find okay. who
0: gets who gets it laid out but in like obviously there's several lies of a mission involved mm-hmm. and some blatant lies when Kublick is telling hope the situation but yeah. and it's easy to get confused because you don't know who's talking to whom who knows what I mean will has an idea of what happened there was a communication breakdown they couldn't reach him scouting mission oh they they meant to kill us so they must know exactly what happened or they may be covering it up for some reason okay we don't know why just like us when we're watching this show we're like why would they kill these colonies Mm -hmm. they don't know that we actually saw it but but like all they know is like oh they're an alliance member what vested interest do they have in in covering it up no one could possibly wrap their mind around the idea that that they would actually be responsible how would anybody be responsible for killing a hundred thousand people in omaha i can easily see how somebody would be like i can't wrap my mind around that we're doing it now sort of even and we know you know so like they don't know So I can see how they would go back and forth with like, oh, how do you know this? How do you know that? How do you know that they're trying to cover it up? What's the deal? Like, I don't know, but they tried to kill us.
1: I I don't know why. I couldn't see the path that got Iris from... The empties did it to CRM is behind the empties doing it we know because like you said we watched it what oh. information did Iris have to connect those two dots that's that's what wasn't making sense to me
0: so Will mentioned a column I think Will did yeah. mention a column so yes. that's how they knew yeah. it was walkers right, right. so remember Iris has that dream after that conversation mm-hmm. so so that's how she's trying to figure this out look and yeah. considering that she just picked up this knowledge the very from before and like she's picking up hints like oh the word the, the universe is giving her hints that like you know need to find out the truth and then up until the point where will tells her about the column she has the dream and in the dream later on she figures it out it is a whisper it is a crm soldier underneath the the mask basically yeah oh they are responsible so she sees the patterns and she she decides for herself i'm glad they figured this out at least the kids did hope and iris you know so that we can find out how they convince others that this happened what we do about it in future episodes, it, all the philosophies that we kind of just talked about, is like where it comes to the truth, what do we do? Do we tell people? Do we end up busting in and rescuing hope in light of all this and Leo in light of all this? Or do, are they exactly where they need to be in some senses? Like even though the CRM done, done did wrong, <laughs> but what are we going to do about it really? Maybe we just have to kind of take it, you know, maybe that's where humanity has to go. Like, even though it's wrong.
1: Do you think Hope is questioning what Kublik told her? Because she got it straight from Elizabeth Kublik. What happened? At, what happened at Campus College? <laughs> so do you think she's connecting those same dots, irises, Or do you think she is taking Kublik at her word and saying the empties killed everything?
0: That's a really good question. I feel like Hope without Iris in this situation is a little more lost on the truth. So, like, right, isn't it odd that Iris kind of figures it out right away Mm -hmm. and Hope doesn't? This is what I kind of wanted to get at from the beginning was, oh, don't count Iris out. You're going to see a little bit more from her in this season. I don't know know why she annoys the piss out of me. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) and you're not alone.
1: I don't know why.
0: I think Negretti (laughs) or whoever, you know, the powers that be realize that they realize they really took in the, the feedback that iris is the <laughs> weakest link goodbye kind of thing and i think they're going to try to make it seem like there's more weight behind her character than there was initially and look that's their fault that is not necessarily alia Rao
1: oh no 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 she's right? written she's written that way
0: and so maybe okay maybe this is her season hope really did kind of shine in the first season i think a lot of people say huck does i realize that annette Mahendrew, powerhouse she's kind of like the stealer of the show
1: oh <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, Huck and Felix are my two favorite, well, I mean, besides, Silas is my number one, but then Huck yeah, and Felix yeah, are- for
0: obviously, Yeah, obviously, obvious bias reasons. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think
2: Iris was gonna be our strand.
0: Oh, you think? I, I thought of her more like a Rick Grimes, in a sense. And I say this only because well, it is kind of like, you know, you're doing the thing for the right reasons, but you're gonna make a lot of mistakes on the way.
1: Running in, shooting first, asking questions later, she is kind of acting like Rick
0: or at least carl
1: yeah sorry i don't i don't know if this is a good time to bring this up or if we need to talk about it later but um i'm sorry iris bennett in hand-to-hand combat with a crm soldier is not going to win (laughs) that pissed me off too now i I, when she was far away from him when she was far away from him i'm like okay here yes you have you have a chance at a distance close up hand-to-hand no way no way does iris win Mm -mm. nope right sorry not even with the badass john wick move it's not happening no (laughs) sorry
0: well he did have an arrow in his shoulder too i guess and had to fight off the walker (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know
1: the walker was already dead
0: oh i too thought (laughs) iris was like biting off more than she could chew like what are you thinking what are you thinking i'm trying to think did iris see the CRM soldiers in combat, I think maybe they did when they landed the helicopter to greet them near the school bus in the beginning, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, she was there. She was holding the yeah. sign. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Arms parched! She thinks you think it get Hope to see them in hand-hand combat, but yeah. But yeah, she saw
1: know. how formidable they are. United, and I mean, that was intimidating.
0: been Jasmine's Jasmine saying uh, he was injured, to be frank. So. Yeah,
1: even an injured CRM soldier, I think, is a better... Spider than iris we've seen her try to take down walkers it's not pretty
0: at, f- at first and I, I find and i i'm seeing this a little bit more that there is a bit of a role reversal because in this episode it feels like hope is not as proficient as iris ends up becoming iris ends up re- weirdly lapping hope after only a short time whereas hope has had this co- hand-to-hand combat, combat training oh yeah. for months Mm-hmm. With Huck, and it's it, this is weird kind of yin yang reversal sort of thing. Of, well, I guess that's what she's—you she's gravitate a towards it, yeah. Whereas, like Hope had to work yeah. at it.
1: I guess some some people need practice, and others don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I say this only because it seems that okay, if we're gonna go in this direction, let's at least demonstrate that she can do this in some way. And they did in the first season. Iffy, fine, I get it. <laughs> Triceratops horn bothered me, but we moved on. <laughs> but. Mm. I think they're going to show us a little bit more of what she's capable of. I, again, CRM soldier, I find hard to swallow as well.
1: Just hope it's believable.
0: The only realism I can see here is that, and again, we're dealing with realism in a in an unrealistic show. If I did take a, 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 an arrow to the shoulder, I would probably be A, confused. B, I don't know how quickly I'd go back to my training. C. If she hits a nerve, like, okay, that arm is it's not usable. It's not, I can't move this shoulder. You know, I can't raise this arm. So he's, like, fighting one-armed, and I don't know. Is he is he going to be able to overpower Iris?
1: He didn't kick her once. I'm sorry. You're telling me a soldier's not going to use his legs to get an enemy away from him? No, I'm like, just, it was I, refer the whole pain, and scene, so the,
0: <laughs> the leg that, wouldn't move? I don't know. No, the
1: whole That whole scene just bothered me
0: yeah bothered me well the whole the whole for the whole premise is like okay why are you out there why are you doing exactly what will told you not to do and then and then that's the thing that should bother us the most
1: and then i kept questioning if it was even happening i'm like the only way that the only way she would take him down is if this wasn't real
0: right and (laughs) silas is like you know mom it's not real mom yeah. Really yeah,
1: this isn't it. this isn't happening. Maybe we find out she didn't really kill this guy. Maybe it was a dream. I don't know. But yeah. it just I'm come on. Hand to hand no. 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 I couldn't even take down a CRM soldier. No.
0: Well, do you have the do you have the training? Do you have Iris' natural talents? I'm just I'm
1: just She's Iris is <laughs> Iris is smart. That doesn't make her a good fighter you still need to practice you oh, still need to, to you still need to develop the muscle
0: memory you still
1: mm-hmm. need i'm i'm sorry oh, you but don't maybe just
0: maybe <sighs> maybe after that first encounter that's what you get i love the little callback. that's, that's cute f- yeah yeah that's that cute. was which is yeah. supposed to kind of tell you, okay, well, after a while, she kind of just got it, and then she had the muscle memory, maybe photographic muscle memory. I'm just kidding, maybe.
2: At least she didn't try to attack him with the right
0: triceratops horn. Uh,
1: cool. Right? No, she brought her and dollar. She brought her dollar store crossbow.
0: I was gonna say, like, first of all, where, where did she get the dollar store cro- crossbow? Okay, where did she gonna get gonna it? Let's be one of those guys, guys their, right? She had, their their weapons. Weapons. she had to have made it.
1: She had to have made it.
0: Yeah, from the desk parts, right?
1: Yeah. She had to have made it. Now where did she get the arrow? I don't know. I don't know where she got the bolt, but yeah.
0: She made it from her desk. She took like the hardware from the desk and she like shaved it down.
1: (laughs) All in a matter of a few hours. Guys, we solved
0: it. We solved it, guys. (laughs) She took her hair and she dipped it in paraffin and she like made it elastic and then that's what she uses for the bolt, you know, to draw the the bow, right? we're in agreement right
1: oh my god
0: i'm 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 completely kidding audience i i don't think this happened i think she stole the crossbow let's be clear because some people take us seriously sometimes why why do you take us seriously sometimes Um, how did
1: she steal it do they not have someone guarding the armory
0: that makes more sense to me than than what just happened (laughs) anyway all right yeah i guess not i mean and you know look for a bunch of hippies i guess you know that kind of makes sense to me i can believe that sure
1: jasmine's agreeing (laughs) with us too the whole thing was pretty unbelievable, she says. Glad I'm not the only one to think this.
0: I'm okay. I'm not bothered by it too much. I am bothered by the scenario. The fact that it could have been her number in that very scene, and it should have been,
3: let's just mm-hmm. say. I don't
0: know. I don't know. But like maybe that alone should tell us something for whatever reason she bested this soldier, and that's going to tumble a whole set of blocks that set up yeah. the rest of the season, I think. So...
1: Let's say it was this guy's first day on the job. Maybe, maybe it was. Maybe he was a new recruit. And, and
0: hey, maybe <laughs> that—that's another thing I want to focus on a little bit too, because it seems like this guy and I—I'm I, looking him in the face, and he's—was he involved in the massacre of Omaha? Was he involved in the massacre of Campus Colony? Maybe it was his first day on the job, like you said. Maybe yeah. he didn't know any better. And I'm seeing the—the—the the, the fear in his face. As, as Iris brutally takes this guy down and Iris's vengeful heart. And, and, and it takes me back to what Indira asks Iris earlier. What do, what do you live for? Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking... Oh, maybe it was hope at first, but now it's vengeance. You took our home. You took mm-hmm. what we thought was safe. You thought you took what we thought was was right in the world, and you made it wrong.
2: You took our safety. Let me take yours. Yep.
0: Exactly. And then this guy gets caught in the middle. He's like, "I'm just trying to do my job. I'm just trying to make it so walkers and people don't and don't get anywhere near us." hmm Right? With my stupid flashlight and, I don't know, no night vision. Just kidding. I'm not going to be one of those guys. <laughs> but there's something to be said about, like, we don't know who this guy is. You know, he's scared. All you end up seeing on the show of CRM soldiers is that they are badass. They're just, they, the, you don't see the faces because you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to see the executioner's face, you know, so that you can't be, you can't judge them. And so, you, you know, they're there to do a job. And that's literally what Kublik is laying out. It's like, this is, we have to do wrong things. In order to make everything right. Just like an executioner, you don't see their faces, and then you see this guy's face. And you realize that's that's what he believes. We were here to do a job. And now he can't do that anymore. <laughs> Jasmine says, If she if she had died in that scene, I would have been mad. <laughs> would
1: not have been mad. Yeah. Same Yeah.
0: Way. But then uh you know, he wouldn't have this show necessarily. I don't know, maybe. I, I don't know. But you, you got my point on, on the last thing. It's like, it's like very interesting to see one of these CRM soldiers be afraid. They are still people. They're not robots. I mean, they're told to be robots, but then they're really people inside. We learned that with Isabel. <laughs> Mhm. Y- yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's gonna sound silly, but some people don't know that.
1: And... Yeah. Think. So, okay. You, it's nice to is, be reminded. Isabel's a Isabel's a perfect example. Do does she know what's going on? Does she have any idea that campus colony's been destroyed or Omaha? How complicit is is Isabel in any of this? How complicit are any of the foot soldiers? You know? Uh, do they deserve well, I mean, to be wiped not. out? Maybe
2: not in Omaha and Campus Colony, but I think we know for a fact that Isabel has killed other people and stood by while other people killed people because we know that she was there when they threw Guy off the roof. And Mm -hmm. I mean, she's she said that she's hell, she killed her own partner. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we know that Isabel will do that, which
0: is what she has to relate to Althea. So is she innocent? Not particularly. Um,
1: if you've made it this far, you're not innocent anymore.
0: <laughs> but it, it yeah. will go to the point of why they're doing this. And intentions matter. You know, yeah. Why we do what we do. We have to be the executioners. We have to be the ones to make the hard call. Are right? we going to be okay
1: just... with their reasoning, though? Is it going to be... When we find out why they're is doing Kubrick this... Is even okay? Are we all... Right. Are uh, When we finally find out what their motivation here is, are we going to be like, oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Or is it going to piss us off and be like, that's not good enough?
0: <laughs> it... it You know what? I have a feeling it's going to piss us off and we're not going to be able to say a word about it. And I think it's like The Walking Dead, but in a different angle. Like The Walking Dead puts you through this torture porn and says, hey, you want to see more, don't you? You want to have your heart broken some more, don't you? See you next week, you you pieces of shit. See you next week, you dumb assholes.
1: No, we don't want it, but we still come back.
0: The Milgram experiment persists. It, it persists to today, and in a different format. You are going to like it. You are going to like being told not to tell the world <laughs> that we are assholes because we are the last chance. Now we are the last chance. Now we've made it so that we're the only option, and that could be enough. Which is sick to think about that you taking out these these strong genociding these two. Numerous communities, one ten times the size of the first, which we already thought was pretty bad. Which again takes me back to the question of Portland again, because they're gonna take them out, right? They've got to take them out. There's no way Portland can can persist in the shadow of these events, because we didn't know exactly if they went after them, yeah. but they did mention they would send somebody out there to to mitigate. <laughs> situation
1: if portland is still standing maybe we will see them attempt to take it down and that will be when our group whoever that ends up being in our group steps in and stops crm from destroying portland
0: god and then what does that mean i love that we were are here right now because i feel like this can go anywhere i like being in that position because we have all these different chess pieces out in the field right now that we're like, okay, we have to pay attention to this. We have to pay attention to that. We have to pay attention to that. And what about that? (laughs) <laughs> like and now and now this could make for a very good full season two. Like okay, what ends up happening? And then you have the overall backdrop of we have Pollyanna McIntosh with who could be Major General Beale or one of the other names that were mentioned on the show. Anne Beale, I don't know, maybe. Yep,
1: we finally heard <laughs> heard Kublik's boss's name.
0: There was another person mentioned, I think, at some point too.
1: Major General Beale is who she got orders from. There was another name, but I got the feeling it was like a subordinate or at least a same level person as
0: right Kubrick. uh so that's gonna be fun and, and her role in all this and then which also i mentioned this because rick and again i don't think he's gonna be on the show but i think there's going to be some sort of tangential mention or some sort of allusion to where he could be in prep for the movies we're only a little bit before the events of the walking dead season 11
1: when we see jadis they Better say something about Rick, because that is the only thing that the fans are going to want to hear coming out of her face.
0: Sheridan and me are having the same face right now, which means, like, I hope they really don't. I want them to squirm. I just right. want everybody to squirm. Squirm. You dance puppets. See,
1: don't you? I guess that I don't that doesn't make sense. See this, this is where my confusion comes in. I don't understand. I don't understand that. I squirm enough in real life. Like I want a clean cut show to watch. Like this is my escape from reality. I real life sucks enough already. Like I when I watch my shows, I want I want to know what's happening. I want happiness. I want to feel good. You know, this isn't CSI
0: Miami, motherfucker. (laughs) This is The (laughs) Walking I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Fuck that. But you, you watch your little crime shows though sometimes, right?
1: Yeah, I watch procedurals, just not that one.
0: Just okay. Just. (laughs) I used that one because it was a bit that's the cheesy one that's the cheesy one I,
1: you probably could have literally said anything
0: Any else other and one, I yeah,
1: yeah.
0: this is <laughs> this is CSI Portland but
2: in Portland but CRM no,
1: no I I mean but to go back to to Jadis like I to mean seriously show. how do you, yeah right we're talking about a show yeah no but, but in all seriousness like when you see Jadis when anybody sees Jadis I don't care who you are the first thing you're gonna think is Rick because the last time we saw Jadis she was with Rick okay maybe not like the first thing out of her face but like within you know a couple of episodes of seeing her it would be nice to have just some hint just a little nugget of where he could be i mean oh i have no it, doubt
0: yeah i have no doubt that they'll do that i just feel yeah. like they'll do it and it'll be unsatisfying 100
1: okay oh okay that that's fair to me to it's me, like rick's
0: boots on the on twd
1: but see to me that was that was enough that was something that was enough for me anyway as a viewer uh, maybe other people yeah. want more, but to me that was enough because we're, it was listen, something.
0: Rach, we're good people. That's, that's why. <laughs> we're not greedy. We'll take. We yeah. takes what you give us. Everybody's yeah. like, <laughs> and then everybody's like, don't care. Where's Rick? Like yeah. Negan, the Negan meme.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I'm. I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. But just something that tells me yes, he's alive, or no, he's not, or. Just something. I don't need a lot. Yeah. Just a little just a little sprinkle
0: Oof.
1: of information. That's all I need. Oh,
0: I, I, I don't <laughs> doubt that we will get some <laughs> some hint of some kind. A we're not gonna see him on the show, period.
1: Oh yeah, no. Uh-uh. I wasn't counting on that.
0: I am very interested to find out a little bit more about Anne slash Jadis. This is a character that has been shrouded in like this weird, overarching mystery since season eight.
1: I can't and wait I- to hear how she talks now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, a little right? bit. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. I, I like a little Southern accent too. It's really good.
1: <laughs> She's got a new, fresh new haircut. I'm doing. I'm. I'm. I, I'm excited. I, I hate the haircut. If I'm. <laughs> if I'm. I, I like how. I like how dorky it is. I like it. I love it. I absolutely. It love d- it
0: does make her look taller. I, I will say that much. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that means. I, it just, uh, I just. I just get the sense of height and stature with the haircut.
1: I also don't think we're gonna see Jadis until the last episode.
0: Oh, I don't know. We saw him look ahead. And I don't know if the look ahead means the next episode. I don't know if it means down the line. Mm. Seems like we might actually see her in the next episode. But again, Mm. the episode just came out today. I don't know if you guys have seen it now. I feel like I purposely did not watch it. Oh, good. I I thought about
1: it, but I purposely did not because I wanted to go into this just as angry about the premiere as I was. (laughs) I was afraid (laughs) if I watched the second episode, I might like the first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I might pull back a little. So I didn't want to. Oh,
0: I love that. I I love that. Thank (laughs) you. Yes,
2: yes, yes. (laughs) <laughs> I, mine was just because I didn't have time. I had no ethical. We quality. barely made it. <laughs> we, we all barely That's made it to this call, one, but I just didn't have time. Right. <laughs> I, I had to rewatch the. I had to rewatch the. Oh, the first one again before I came. Yeah,
0: I, I, again, I'm not mad. I, look, there are obviously some little bones we all have to pick with this episode, yeah. but I I like the setup. I again, I feel like we're all in agreement that subconsciously there is that underlying expectation that the season premiere for your last season should be a little bit more of a banger. As always, I always try to walk in with no expectations. That was my problem. But I always recognize the fact that I get why people would feel the way that they do, because it makes sense completely.
1: I guess I also wanted to see everybody. Like I wanted to see Elton yeah. mm-hmm. and Silas in the first mm-hmm. episode too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know what? It's was funny because
0: I was thinking the same thing and I was thinking also I know why they wouldn't do that either. You don't want to have your shows be like this Game of Thrones effect where like, okay, we have to touch every single character in this first episode. And yeah, you feel like they should, but mm-hmm. at the same time I, I get why they don't because I think they maybe want to focus on them a little bit more in the next few episodes or something like that where the crossover occurs. You know, who, yeah. who which other characters touch the other characters in episode three, let's say. So Hope maybe interacts with Silas. It seems like they're in the same facility or something like that. Yeah, so, I think so. of all the characters, we didn't really get as much Hope slash Silas interaction. Whereas, you know, we got Silas and Iris, Silas, Silas and definitely Elton. But now we may get Elton and Iris at some point. And that's that's kind of cool too. We got a little of that, but not much. They, they want to put these characters, like just like Fear the Walking Dead in the anthology series, they want to put characters together that didn't often... Interact, which I I want to see in the world in world beyond.
1: Right now, Elton and Percy are just out there wandering around. Yeah. Silas also, sacrificing
0: himself to escape, yeah. so that they'd yeah. be safe. And, and he's still he's still injured after a day and a half.
1: Jasmine was saying that the, the look ahead implies the whole, the whole season, season. so uh, maybe we'll see Jadis in the first half. Maybe it'll be the the mid season uh finale are they gonna
0: take a mid-season break or i think they're gonna go all the way really yeah i think so there's not i don't think there's gonna be a break guys i
1: don't know how i feel about that
2: two world beyonds are coming out before fear so fear and fear 7a will end at the same time as world beyond does and I think they timed it that way, oh, because there'll be two episodes before of the uh, World Beyond before Fear comes yeah. back, and then they'll be together, and then they'll end on the same. Like
0: I said, Seven A will end at the same time as World Beyond.
1: Ah, I see, I see. Okay. We'll be
0: getting the AMC Plus for Fear next week, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. All right, guys. I'm not. Yes. I'm not thrilled about this. this no, is gonna I'm just...
1: gonna. I'm gonna bring it down after after what happened with World Beyond. I'm br- I'm bringing the excitement level down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm excited! Wait, no, 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 no matter what, I'm excited. Explain no matter what. this. Why, why? Why do you say that? I'm just curious. Well,
1: because I went into World Beyond with such high expectations, and I, I was so incredibly disappointed. And I, I do not want that to happen with fear. I don't want. I don't want that to happen with fear.
0: I fully expect fear coming back with a slow roll.
1: Yeah, given the
2: synopsis that was released, I kind of already know who's going to be in the first episode. So I won't be
0: nearly as disappointed as I would otherwise. Yeah. So as Jasmine says, I want to see June, so we're getting that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know this. This is not inside information or anything like that, but I don't think June's going to be in the first episode. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see June until episode three, I think.
1: See? Bring in the expectation levels down. That's... the temperature yeah Shh. i also heard that the i'm, first like two I, I'm episode, hyped for fear no matter what i yeah. also heard the first episode revolves around our two favorites
2: mm-hmm. yeah that's so. why I'm who's our
1: my my well in your case it's real oh, in, in your case i meant it it's real
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, <it's>, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're talking about morgan and grace people they're talking about morgan and grace
1: <laughs> morgan and strand actually oh
0: jasmine just 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 uh, morgan says morgan is one of my favorites so i'm good ah. all, right, there you go. all right jasmine it's me and, okay. you. Me and you against the world. <laughs> Look, I'm just I, have res- I, don't care.
1: I have respect for Morgan. He's he's an OG. He's an OG. He's looking out for the res-
0: distance.
1: <laughs> he has earned my respect, but he's just irritating me right now. That's all. He needs to get his shit back together. Is what needs to happen. Get your yeah. shit together,
0: Morgan. You know, it kind of goes to something you said a while ago: is that, or or maybe the way people are reacting to Carol. And it's odd that we have these feelings towards these two specific characters who sort of, kind of mirror each other in the universe. Like these kind of tortured souls that have seen a lot of shit but react to the world differently. I lose people, I lose myself. Carol had her moment too and then she mm-hmm. escaped outside the walls of the kingdom. And then, you know, obviously you're like me, Rachel. Like when Carol was getting shit, you're like, hey, guys, it's Carol. Why are you being such yeah. a dick? Yeah. And they're like, and I'll admit, like, when, when people give Morgan hate, I'm like, oh, I have a stomachache. Oh, oh. But like, you know, I mean, look, they react to the world in different ways. And, uh, you know, I think that's just the spice of life. Like, I like that our characters don't think and feel the same way. First of all, it's us. I don't want them to think like us. First of all, because then you'd be yelling at your wife about sweet potatoes in the <laughs> pandemic. And, see? Exactly, right? Stupid <laughs> argument, right? But I like that they don't, they're not exactly the same as us. I like that Raleigh acted in the world a different way than any of us would. Well, who know who knows how we'd really react in the apocalypse? But I'm gonna get back to the point, which is when you see Carol, you see Morgan, you kind of look up to them. They are pretty badass. They are are good guys that are good in a way, but like, especially with Carol, you have that little extra, like little extra ingredient where it's like, oh, she is kind of, does kind of bad things sometimes to do good things, you know? Whereas Morgan does good things to do good things and maybe he should have done more quote unquote bad things. The origin of Morgan being, having not killed his wife, Jenny Jones, his his greatest mistake. And then that leading up to his son's death, sort of, so. <laughs> That's two Jennies he couldn't kill. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny and Jenny?
1: Jenny, Jenny and Jenny. <laughs> is, that,
0: is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah 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 there you go jasmine says his shit is together right now as close as morgan can get anyways well you know hopefully he'll get it closer and I'm I'm even in agreement with that. I, I do want to see our good guys be better or heroes or whatever. I do want to note that we did see at some point Hope flashing back to her moment with killing Amelia Ortiz back when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. That that was interesting and maybe relevant. That whole scene of her walking around the school alludes to her path thus far. It's like, okay, I was may not have been the best and brightest. You know, I kind of roamed the halls, made trouble. And then, and then she walks through and we see her journey. Why was it that I couldn't be the best and brightest? Well, there was this moment when I was a kid. <laughs> so, and then that's where things diverged. I could have been this the, the future lead of tomorrow, but maybe the CRM is giving me the opportunity again.
1: That whole scene could have been done without the hallucinations. It was just confusing, trying to figure out what was real and what wasn't real. Flashing back to being in their apartment, but it looked like their apartment after Campus Colony had collapsed. When she's in Leo's office, she's having a specific memory. Was there a memory flash when they were in the apartment or was she just in there? she was
0: in there but i think the the, yeah. the first time that we saw her in there was when they were planning felix's birthday the card mm-hmm. and all that stuff mm-hmm. so we we have a general sense of what all the things that she's done in that apartment let's say or dorm i don't no. know what to call them but We've been there too. I think that's the whole point—that is that we've been there too. We've been there here. We've been there when, yeah. they were, when he was in the office and stuff like that. So,
1: well, at the end of it all, it was—it was basically to sh- prove that Hope can't survive on her own, right? That was the whole point of the, that. It's like the, this the everywhere too. Right. It's
0: not just here. It's not just in this school that I'm in right now. But like, imagine what it's like back home. It's like this right. everywhere, and which is why she says, "I think this—this this can't be all there is." That's—that's that's what I'm fighting for. It, no. this can't be all there is and I'm going to work so that this this doesn't have to happen everywhere like we can change this and reverse this yeah. you know I think and I think that's a I, noble goal I don't think their goals align though
1: I'm just glad that Negretti explained all of this after the episode because I, honestly after watching it twice it still was not clear to me it wasn't clear what they were trying mm. to do with Hope's hallucinations and i am just yeah I'm great I'm thankful for the clarification because I wasn't going to figure it out
0: on my part I, I'm glad that it wasn't too clear because as hallucinations go they shouldn't be really they that's more realistic to me but I like what she gets out of it I like what her conclusions are as a result of it like oh it must mean this or I I'm imagining that the last time I saw my dad was this regret that I had about getting in trouble and then telling him to just go just go already that's the last thing he said to her father which is why I think she comes to him at the end it's like you know it is my it's my birthday I want to see you if I can't do anything else in this world like solve the world the world's problems, I can solve this, which I think is practical, which does play a little bit with the think locally, not globally thing that we brought up earlier. You, me and the wall and everybody else listening to this podcast, we all have these aspirations. We have these goals about how we want to save the world, how we want to make it so that we left it better than, than how we got it, right? And so sometimes when you think about this a little too hard, you get a little overwhelmed. And I think hope is a little overwhelmed right now, don't you? And so when you really, really think about it, if Hope has a couple of equations in front of her, one is, "Hey, save the world, okay?" or "Solve the relationship between my father and I." And it's my birthday, and you know what is the one thing I want for my birthday more than anything else is to solve this one problem that can be easily resolved by looking at him in the face. All is forgiven, solved. Maybe now I can springboard off of that and save the world. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I like that. I like that. That's the first thing she goes to. Oh, yeah. After all this vision quest, it's like, okay. This is gonna take some time. Let's fix this one thing first.
1: I, I had to look up who played Indira because she was so familiar to me and she was on a couple other shows that I watched. Funny enough, she played someone's mother on both of these shows. She played Tahani's mother on A Good Place. And then on Quantico, she played Alex Parrish's mother.
0: Hmm. okay, I didn't watch that one, but I did watch A Good Place. Or The Good Place, right?
1: Yeah, oh my God, so good, so good. <laughs> It's so stinker cute. Great,
0: great comedy. Oh, I wish it wasn't cut cut short so soon. But I feel I feel like it was getting away from them a little bit.
1: It it needed to with how complex. Up. It, yeah. It, yeah, it it needed to wrap up. There was a point to the show, and they got to it, so it needed to end.
0: <laughs> I feel like Hope is using the CRM as a stepping stone, which is why I asked the question earlier, whether Hope could really make it on her own. I, I, I happen to think she can, I just don't think she would like to turn into can- the her image of Candace Broder. Oh, yeah. And I feel like she sees the CRM just like Kublick says, as a, ne- a necessary means to an end. Like, okay, not, not just, okay, I didn't want to be on my own, and I wanted to survive. No, they have the tools I need to save the world, but I think she's using them as a stepping stone more as as that means to that end i think her goal is to surpass them mm. which is why i like the only reason why i like iris taking those risks because <laughs> i think iris and she could be right i don't know how the show wants to paint this or play this but iris thinks no i can go i can go beyond what my limitations are i can go beyond this moment and strategically maybe with my brain defeat the crm where they are at right now and go into this facility and save my father or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. quote unquote, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm eager to see if they do play it like that. Like Hope is thinking beyond just the CRM because us as watchers, we're looking at the CRM going, oh, no way. No, there's just no way. There's too many. they are too high in numbers. They've got, the, they've got the technology. They've got the ideology. They got the cult-like cohesion. There's just no way. And yet I'm watching these two girls say, no, uh, we can do better. We can do better, and I like that. I like that. Like children are our future. I like, and even Kublik acknowledges, like, yeah, we need that. Mm, But maybe Mm -hmm. you don't. Maybe you don't want that, Kublik. Maybe you're you're biting (laughs) off. Maybe you're the one who's biting off more than you can chew.
1: Well, I think I don't know.
0: I'm eager to see how they play that out.
1: Hope kind of says as much to Hut when she tells her, "I knew I couldn't do it on my own, and you were my ticket out of there."
0: Yeah, and And Kublik says, "You're right for us to hate us, and that's fine."
1: Yeah. And, and, and Iris too. Iris points out to Felix, everyone who stayed in campus colony is dead. We took a risk. We were rewarded for taking that risk with our lives. We survived. And so in her mind, she's like, I should take more risk because it worked out that time.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm not, I'm not going to question the show if they happen to paint this in the way that works. I just need to see it. I need to see yeah. it. You're right. By the way, this acknowledges something that I thought was an interesting idea. Is Kublik doing this for her own means? And I feel like in her admitting, Mm. yeah, you should hate us, is her saying, no, I bought the Kool-Aid. I know that... I can be the one who could be killed in the next round for the sake of the future. So I, mm. I feel like there's no selfishness to her actions throughout the seasons thus far. I, I feel like she is a true believer uh, in all this because that that was a question I think that was asked: is is she doing this for her own motivations? You do see her cry a little bit in that one episode, the B.O.G. I think it was, and then you do see the scene here. You should hate us. You should yeah, and use us as please use us as a stepping stone. We need your knowledge to further further generations. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So true believer i think so who above her is is pulling the goddamn strings Mm
3: -hmm. we're gonna find out Mm -hmm. hopefully in
0: future episodes i think rick (laughs) wouldn't that be something right
1: changed his name to beal
0: but you know what that is a very interesting question because we've seen rick we've seen how he works i know he didn't start the crm that makes no sense whatsoever because they're the one that saved him (laughs) however we've seen the way he works we've seen That in some senses, his goals aren't terribly different from what the CRMs could be. Cohesion, we got to work together. The bridge, where did we get, leave off Rick when last we saw him? We need to all work together in spite of the fissures between us. I know he admits that he was reaching a little bit with Daryl in the pit, but it is kind of where we left off. And it could be, he could have memory loss with all the blood loss. He could have, you never know. He does, maybe he doesn't remember how he got where he got I think it's a good thing to place on the table before we go because I think that's where we're headed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think. But what what I, do you guys think? The idea of Rick losing his memory makes the most sense to me because And if it's Rick, just a little bit, even yeah, even if it's just like the last however many years or you know or whatever, I, that's the only thing that makes sense to me because the Rick Grimes we know would stop at nothing to find his family again. So the only re, the only way he wouldn't be out there looking for them is if he doesn't remember them.
0: Or if he was in a coma this whole time from all the blood loss and all that stuff. Yeah, maybe he's not even awake.
1: Okay. Or or the other thought is that they threatened his family. If you attempt to look for them, we're just going to wipe out the community.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am starting to lean more towards the because of the blood loss, like th- leaning towards at least a couple hours memory loss, medically induced coma, which could last a while depending on the risks let's say oh yeah. we we have to put him in a coma but if we do he might not wake up again that, kind of, that sort of thing I don't, I don't know
1: and then and then you gotta ask uh, why would they keep him alive in a coma that long why yeah, why not just kill him
0: yeah that's where the a's and b's come in i think and he right. is a b which means he's not one of those walker. But test didn't uh, didn't subjects.
1: we didn't we say a B is someone who can contribute, like is a is a citizen?
0: But if he's in a yeah. coma, he's
1: not contributing.
0: Maybe we're wrong about that. We, we don't know any proof that says a B is a citizen, but we do have right. proof that A's right. are walkers. Maybe B's are living subjects. Let's say either way, okay. you're a test okay. subject. Okay.
1: We, yeah, we might be giving B's too much credit. Like we're saying B's are safe, B's belong and are accepted, and we could be totally wrong about that.
0: Yeah. Either way, or a test subject. Right, right, right. But you're just the living kind. You're not the dead kind. <laughs> right. And they could have been experimenting with him this whole time, sure. it, while he was under. Let's say. I, I don't know. We're assuming that, but yeah, let's assume that. Fine for now.
1: He's gonna end up being like Murphy and Z Nation, and he's he's the only one immune. He's got bites. He's got walker bites all over him. When we see Rick again, <laughs> if
0: freaking in, in in the movies, because we yeah, ain't seen yeah. his, sh- oh, his yeah, ass yeah, yeah.
3: immune. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know how to feel about that. I just want to,
3: I just want to see him again.
1: Man. I, anyway, I, so. I'm like, kind of kidding, but at the same time, I'm like, what if?
0: What if, what if, if right? What if? Right, all these A's biting his ass? I, literally, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, if you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash Dead. Five stars and an eggplant is all we need to know that you love us. However, it's a great way to tell us what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong, but more than anything else, please try to rate us after every podcast. It really does help. It tells the world that we're worth listening to. But if you really, really want to join the family, here. You want to know when we record. You want to get the unedited version of the epi- of this episode or more. We have tons of perks. Just head over to ko-fi.com and create an account and follow us on ko-fi.com squawking squawkingdead. You'll get to know when we record, when the unedited episode recordings drop, when we do anything really, really cool. And again, you don't have to support us. It's just a great idea to follow us there. If you are so inclined, you can tip us and get supported back content for 30 days, or you can join one of our membership tiers for as little as one dollar and get all those things monthly. So, uh, it's pretty advantageous, I think, and it's a great thing to do for us. Look, it's not about the money. It's to let us know that you really are part of the family. You're involved. It really does help. I am eager to see the second episode. I know that my compatriots are hoping that the second episode reveals better secrets and plays with the first episode in a way that makes it worth having watched it. (laughs) So, here's to hoping. Right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I guess we'll be watching that pretty soon, I guess, because it's already out as of this morning. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you in the next one, everybody. Thank you. We'll see you soon.
3: Yep. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. It is so great to be back talking about the Walking Dead world beyond a series that we've been covering since it's very since the very beginning. It's kind of gratifying to have covered a Walking Dead universe property from the very start, and so here we are in the second season. This episode has been brought to you by our survivors tier members. The following are all on Instagram: Eliza Jones, seventy-one, Whisperers UK and jasmine.iac. This episode has also been brought to you by our Whispers tier members at Aiden the Raven on Twitter, at Snick3 on Instagram and Twitter, and at Judith.Morton uh, on Instagram, as well as our new Whispers tier member, FanArtLindy, obviously on Instagram, but also on ko-fi.com slash FanArtLindy. Uh, it is so great to have more and more of you guys join the Squawking Dead fam and as well as join our Discord. It's It's been really, really gratifying getting your feedback, getting your technical input and uh, we've been improving it along the way, adding Discord, adding, uh, we may even be putting our unedited episode recordings on YouTube so it's a lot easier for you guys to catch up on the full length version without all the cutting out. And uh, getting, getting on the ground level of that. And it doesn't hurt that it boosts our, our views a little bit too. So uh, always happy to kind of make things easier for you in the process of, uh, you know, getting, getting your perks. So thank you for joining us. We'll see you in the next one.